Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Prime video, by the way, tonight uh, with uh, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreit. We'll use um, 29 cameras. 29. Sunday night football uses 25. The Super Bowl uses 36. They're going to have 29 cameras and two sky cams. And then one at Matt's home watching his kids jump up and down thinking Aaron Judge had a home run. <laughs> it's really a pathetic thing. That's actually kind of how it goes right now. Every time I turn on sports, Luke is like, all rise. I'm like, no, wrong sport. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's a slow process. <laughs> All right. One under his career home run for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And he cranks it to left field. And there is career home run number 100 for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to give the Blue Jays an early lead. And it's been a while. For Vladdy Buck, that's got to feel pretty good. 67 plate appearances without a home run until that swing, and what a swing it was. He's 614 beyond Ruth. No. It's a correct stat, though, isn't it? That is correct. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a great moment. It's 100 more than I ever hit. Do we have, uh, we have Ernie on the line? We got him ready. Great. It's one of the best ever in the business, and part of that was along the way being here at Penn State. Ernie Acorsi. Ernie, how have you been? I've been really good, Steve. It's, uh, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's great to be with you. Uh, I have to ask you, you were down in Her- uh, Hershey, the Tommy McDonald, Ray Dittinger uh, book turned to play. You were a part of that. What was that experience like? Well, you know, it's interesting. They, they they trained here from the time I was 11 to the time I was 26. But I was not an Eagles fan. I was a Colts fan. And uh, it, and it, I went to practice almost every day at one of the two practices. But, you know, I, I followed them so closely, and, and Ray was a, has been a great friend. I, I thought the play was great. I saw it, I think, the second or third night that it premiered in 2017 in Philadelphia. And I... And then saw it five years later. I, I thought it was, it was good then. I thought it was great this time. I, it was, it was so well produced, so well done. I mean, I don't think there was a dry eye in, in the house. Um, <laughs> I told Matt that uh, when I was introduced in Philadelphia as, as former general manager of the New York Giants, I got booed. And I, 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 figured, <laughs> I hope I don't get booed in my hometown. I, so, thankfully, I, I didn't. 
I mean, I may announce Penn State games, but I grew up as a lifelong Giants fan. So thank you for everything you did with the Giants because I appreciated it. How about that? Well, that's great. <laughs> I knew I liked you, Steve. <laughs> I didn't know, I know that part of it, though. <laughs> I don't think I ever told you that. Wait, but just going way back, what did a guy like uh, – I know you work with Barry Jones and, like, and, and obviously Jim Tarman. What did a guy like Jim mean to you? You know, I, I've said this so many times, Steve, and, and it's not – hyperbole by any means if I don't go to Penn State to work and I left the Philadelphia Inquirer I had a, a good sports writing job but I had always loved administration because I had worked one year at St. Joseph's in Philadelphia and loved it uh, but I always wanted to get back in it when I went back up there and worked for for Jim and, and was around uh, Joe Paterno I would have never without that I would have never made the National Football League Jim taught me everything I mean I when I was at St. Joe's I just kind of worked out of my back pocket I had no idea how to be an administrator he taught me how to be an administrator he taught me how to be organized uh, you know how to conduct myself I remember when I went up there I think I you know, I never wore sports coats. Sports writers never wore sports coats. First right. thing he did to me, he says, we're going to Jack Harper and get you a navy blue blazer, gray slacks, and a nitty line tie. <laughs> and, and that was my uniform. I mean, everything about, not only the specifics of the job, but everything about how how to be an executive, I learned from Jim Tarman. I could never repay him. And Joe, you know, was such an inspiration. I mean, he had more important matters than to worry about me. I was about as far down the rung as you possibly could be. But he was so inspiring. I mean, he would not allow anybody to think small. I mean, he was thinking big, That's right. and, and you better think big. And he used to say constantly, you know, someday we're going to be like Texas and Michigan and Alabama and have a, a big stadium. And, I, and I, you know, I, I never said a word, but I, I, I was thinking to myself, I grew up here. That isn't going to happen. I mean, there's too many different colleges in Pennsylvania. You've got Pitt. You have the Notre Dame fans. And... My God, look what's happened. It's it's exactly how it's developed, and, and it's just – it's been tremendous. But without my experience at Penn State, I would have never come close to going where I went. When you're the, a GM of a team, what are some of the details that are really difficult to deal with that the average fan would never know about that job? Well, it's – you know, Bill, Bill Parcells was a great coach, Hall of Fame coach, and he late in his career became a general manager. Uh, I think it had a different title, but it basically was a general manager in Miami and the Jets. And I remember him saying, "You know, these, this job is different." He said, "Every day, ten things happen that you didn't expect to happen because you you worry about so many details, whether it's the video department or the equipment department. Uh, certainly, you know the players and their and their their health." The coaching staff, uh, you know, the the ticket department. I mean, you. There are so many different little details where I can see why a, a coach's job is more desirable to these people because you can go on the field and put your hands on the team and affect pretty much uh, have a big influence on the outcome of a game. And the general manager, the only effect he has on the outcome of the game is what he does in April or what he does in a trade or maybe pick up a player here or there. But you have you go to, you're helpless on game day. And I mean there's no job that has more pressure and less control because you're just sitting you're at the mercy of what happens on that field. The officials calls, the the coaching decisions. You know, I laugh at this stuff I read about 
uh, analytics in baseball where the general managers are setting lineups and yeah. affecting. But if I ever want to walk into Tom Coughlin in the middle of a game and said, look, I want you to put so-and-so in right guard, you know, I would have been thrown out of the stadium. I mean, it, that just doesn't happen in football. But there's so many little details, Steve, that come to your office. And, and you know, I wanted to know what was going on. So it wasn't like, don't bother me with that. I, I think it was important. most my responsibility. So I wanted to know everything that was going on in that locker room. And everybody obviously knows, you know, well, they may not obviously know, but with the John Elway situation, and you ended up getting an awesome player in Chris Hinton out of the deal with with uh, with Denver. What did that experience of being in Baltimore then maybe set you up to really become even a better general manager down the road because you had that experience? Well, I was thrust into that job in the middle of minicamp, uh, and, and Ursay came into my office. I was the assistant general manager. He said, I just fired Dixie Zmanski. Do you want the job? And I, I was in shock. I mean, the team was practicing in the field in minicamp. He said, if you don't take it, I'm firing you. So I, I, it's not the way I wanted to, to have a general manager's job, particularly there with that situation. Right. So I was, I fell into it, and now all of a sudden I'm stuck with first pick in the draft, and the player doesn't want to play there. Now, I didn't make that trade. That trade was made by the owner. I okay. found out on ESPN. I was watching an NBA playoff game. Uh, right. I was not going to trade him because I felt sooner or later, you know, if, if he's hitting 250 in double A in Greensboro and riding a bus in July, he's coming to camp for yeah. $5 million, okay? So I, I wasn't going to trade him. But I thought that when now that happened, Steve, I thought this is going to – I was 41 years old, and I said this is going to wreck my career. I, I didn't yeah. think I would be able to overcome it. It was, it, was, it was really a difficult thing to overcome. And then I left there. When, when I when I was stuck with the fact that he made that trade without me knowing about it, I left right as soon as that season ended and went to the Cleveland Browns. I don't blame you. I mean, you know, when he made you general manager, you at least get more. I mean, you kept your job, but did you at least get more money out of it? I got less. <laughs> I got less. No, I, oh, they're I'm, I'm perfect. Not, no, I'm not lying. I I was making, I think forty three thousand dollars a year, and I had a Exxon credit card that he had given me that I could use for you know just for gas but at least I, and he said oh by the way I want that card back too so so actually I, I got a pay cut <laughs> no it was not a blue ribbon job a blue chip job but I I didn't have any choice uh, so it, no it was it, I mean listen to I earned my spurs through that and but it was it was some experience what was it then like to work with the mirrors and with Lauren, and with the Tish family well, that was you know, I, I'm glad I I'm glad I had that at the end of my career because I yeah. don't think I could have ever matched it. They they were so great. I, I mean, you know, Mr. Mara I, I was there every day. Bob Tish came in once a week. He, he couldn't have been nicer to me. And you know, he used to walk in Bob Tish and he'd say, you know, I don't let football than anybody in this room. I mean, here was a multi-billionaire and you know a, a mega force and postmaster general of the United States. And he had that kind of humility. Well, well was involved with the team. He had been the sole drafter of the team in the fifties, built that fifty-six championship team, yeah. and was in my office every day. And it was, it was like, it, it was like working for a history book. And he was just so supportive. You know, even if he didn't agree with everything, and, and there were some things he didn't, and certainly I was going to do what he, you know, what he wanted. 
he would say, "No, you go do what you know. You go do what you think is right." And and uh, and the minute that he you did something that maybe he wasn't in favor of to start with, he would support it 100 percent, no matter how much criticism I got in the media. But it was a dream job working there, and, and uh, I'm so like I said, I'm so happy I had it at the end of my career. How tough is it when in your gut you know you've done it right, but you do get criticized in the media because you can't really avoid it? How tough is that, or or is the backbone become solidified over time because your gut tells you it's right? You never really get used to it. I mean, I I didn't mind it as much myself as as I I, were, I had three children and a grandchild, and I when they saw me criticized, uh, yeah. that bothered me. And in, yeah. in the early years, if you didn't live in the town you were working, like my, my kids were in college and I was working in Cleveland, if they didn't see the papers, I felt pretty good. But I, with social media, everything that's written about you is available for everybody. But when I made the Eli trade, yeah. uh, I, I I really got hammered for that trade. And I remember being in the elevator coming back from down in the press box. He had just thrown three interceptions. People got on the elevator, didn't see me. I was in the back. They were coming from the suites, and one guy was just ripping me to shreds. And I was in the, standing in the back, hoping he didn't turn around. And, and he was saying, "Now we don't have any draft choices. This guy can't play." Uh, but you know, when you get vindicated, that makes it all sweeter. Of course, I never lost faith in him. I knew the quarterback struggled. Elway struggled. I mean, almost everybody did. But Roethlisberger as much or Marino, but most of them did. And I knew that if we could just support him with with a, a supporting cast, I I knew that he could win for us, and and he sure did. Well, Peyton did too his first year. They were like three and thirteen. Their yeah, first so, year, yeah, Peyton, I, think Aikman, Peyton. I think Aikman won one game. I, yeah, uh, Aikman won one. Yeah, and, and right. it, you know I wrote, always read the story about how Elway came out of the huddle and lined up under the behind the gu- right guard. Yes, and the, the guard, guard. The guard said, "Yeah, yeah I, I don't have the ball, John. The guy on my left has the ball." <laughs> But, but you know it's it's a it's another world out there because it's like turning the speed up uh, three times when you go from college to the pro because to the pros because everything happens faster and it's the rare the rare player who can master it you know as soon as, as soon as he steps in. Philip Rivers obviously is a terrific quarterback. He's got an excellent shot at being in the in the Hall of Fame. But what was it? I mean, I know Eli didn't want to play for the Chargers. I got it. But what was it that you looked at and said, yeah, I'd rather have him even though I know he's really good? Well, we had the fourth pick. Yep. And I had pretty much convinced that we were not going to be able to move up to get Eli. Because every right. time I offered something, A.J. Smith turned it down. And I didn't know him very well. And he said, I'll call you on Friday. And he never called. We were picking Roethlisberger. We weren't picking Rivers, and and there was Larry Fitzgerald was ahead of us, and the Raiders picked a, a guard from Iowa, uh, which saved us because that was at least going to give us Roethlisberger. So that was already. In fact, we had Roethlisberger written down on a card. I had been tipped by a media member, a national media member. He said, "Don't jump. Use your whole fifteen minutes because." AJ's strategy is going to hold your feet to the fire with about five minutes to go and call you and ask for O.C. Unamanure, who was our prime yeah. pass rusher, which yeah, I was right. not giving up. And, right. and that's the, So I held, but I had Roethlisberger's name written down. And he called, and um, 
he said, "But I want OC." I said, "You're not getting OC." So, I, you know, so they said, "Would you give next year's number one?" Which we had already decided we would do that. So I did, and I and now I had to pick a player for him, Stephen. If if he backed out after I picked that player and drafted him, I had the player. He, the league will not allow you to pick a player for another team. You have right. to pick him, and then you can trade him. And I said, yep. Which, "Who do you want?" He said, "I I want Rivers." Well, you know, I didn't dislike Rivers, but Roethlisberger was clearly my second choice, and right. and I I just held my breath uh, until that TWX thing. But it was a, well, it was a computer message was accepted by the league. The trade was made, and then I then I had Eli. But that's how close mm. I didn't wasn't going to draft Rivers. I I picked him for the Chargers. Right, uh, I knew that. I, that liked I knew. Yeah, I, I liked him, yeah. but I just like I, I felt he. I, I just had him rated third. Our whole organization had him rated third among those three guys. And I remember Robert Gallery was the guy picked by the Raiders. Gallery, the yeah. tackle from Iowa. And to be honest with you, Ernie, like because he played against Penn State, so Jack Ham and I are doing the games. We're like, Gallery's the second overall pick. I know. I mean, the, the two of us were like, you've got to be kidding me, because we didn't really like him. You know, it's, it's funny. I was standing at the elevator ready to go to a game after we had Eli. We were playing the Raiders, and Al Davis was in a wheelchair. He was pretty ill at the time. And he, he's, uh, we were going up, getting on the elevator together. He said, well, he said, now i got to go up and watch your quarterback tear us apart and look at that guard we picked. <laughs> 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 but, you know, thank God, because that at least gave me a backup plan with Roethlisberger. I mean, the Raiders, you know, they didn't have a guaranteed quarterback. They could have picked uh, Roethlisberger right. right there. And yeah. then I would have really had a tough decision. Because Jack, uh, and, I, I, you know, Jack and I were watching because, you know, they played Penn State. And so Jack right. and I were doing the game. And the two of us are like, and then when the draft came up, Jack calls me up. He says, uh, explain that to me. And I said, I can't. <laughs> so, I know, yeah. And we're not. I mean, I'm not a professional evaluator, but I can tell if somebody's good or not. <laughs> well, I mean, he was good, but you know, the impact that a quarterback has. Yeah, you better be oh. right on that quarterback. But the impact that a quarterback has compared to, a, you know, a, an interior lineman. I mean, it's not the same. It's right. not that they're not important. It's just not the same. Yeah. But yeah, but you pick Snee in the second round. I mean, so you made Coughlin no. eventually happy. No. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's right. Turned out to be his son-in-law. But son-in-law. I we were going to pick him anyway. <laughs> we I were going to pick him anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it's a nice backstory. No, what it is. Ab- yeah. yeah, it's absolute pleasure. I think the last time I even saw you, I think, was when you came up on the Honor Gym with the press box yeah. thing. So, yeah. yeah. I want so to tell you really... one thing, Steve, before you go. For Please. years, I've turned the sound down on the television and listened to you. I, I William, I was in New York on XM, you and Jack. I love listening to you. And it went back to Fran and George Paterno. This year, for some reason, Comcast has got a two-play delay. Now, that it, the, the Internet's burning up over it, I guess, because a lot of people have been doing this. And I don't know why, if they did it intentionally or not, but, I mean, there was always a little bit of a delay, but you, it didn't affect how you, you know, the, the, the sequence of the game. But now... Yeah, yeah, we're way ahead from what I understand. So somebody yeah. told me the Purdue game, I'd like I was doing the next play, and they were just starting the play before that. It's terrible. It's it's not just a play; it's two plays. And it, oh, jeez! It, it's just Comcast because I have friends of mine that have subscribed to other cable companies, and they're they're current. 
Mm. So I don't know what people have contacted contact, uh, Comcast and they have not replied. So I don't have any idea why they did it or if they realized they did it. But that's yeah, that's interesting. Hard. That's because I've had a couple of people say that to me, and I and I just make the joke I'm clairvoyant. Uh, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, because now they're doing a Learfield's putting out something, and you need your DVR to do this. It's called Sync My Game, where you can sync it up to the radio, but you got to use a DVR to do that. Whatever. Yeah, okay, good, good luck with me. Oh, oh, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just talk. <laughs> you yeah. can't do the other parts. Well, I still, I still listen because you guys do a great job. And Thanks. tell Jack I said hello. He's always on um, my papers. In fact, I'm going to see Jack in about 35 minutes here. So, great. appreciate that. I'll definitely tell him you said hi. I'll appreciate it a lot. My pleasure, Steve. I enjoyed being with you. Thanks hey, for Ernie, me. it was great. Thanks so much. That was a fun conversation. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. The outstanding Ernie Accorsi, one of the best the NFL's ever turned out. What stories? You know that about Roethlisberger, did you? I did not. That was... That was really, really interesting. Yeah. So, my favorite story probably is the conversation with Al Davis in the in the uh, oh in the elevator. Jack Ham. <laughs> That's Jack Ham. Awesome. Jack Ham really liked Al Davis. Really liked Al Davis. Had a lot of respect for Al Davis. Joe Paterno had a lot of respect for Al Davis. Remember, Al's a Brooklyn guy. So, all right, take a break. King's coming up next here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 at 15, Nubbles Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. 4th Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, which is so important. They go over every vehicle with a fine-tooth comb. Great service department. Doing so well, by the way, that they need even more technicians. And you do have people doing great work, more people want to go do. So they're looking for technicians to work in their quick lane, car light truck service, heavy truck service, body, frame and alignment, and towing departments. So whether you're an experienced technician, an entry-level technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change, They would love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. Boy, it was a great conversation. Ernie, of course, he had a blast talking to him. That was awesome. The great guy. Just a great guy. Yeah. And taking you inside where everything really is. And how it how it came about, so all right, no king yet, really. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think today's is usually like he gets in like just in time, so he, I guess he's maybe running a little late, coming in from hmm. Studio Four or wherever. <laughs> Who knows? It's <laughs> it's just another number. Yeah. 
I can tell you this, though. So Lisa just texted me. Luke just yeah. tried to hit a baseball and missed and ended up throwing the ball and swinging the bat. Then he said, home run, all rise to me. So he missed it. Then he threw it and missed it again. Yes. No wonder he, no wonder he loves the Yankees. All rise. I mean, all rise. You missed it. I just, I... I know you're a frustrated dad. <laughs> He's two. Right? He's two and a half, right? Yeah, two and a half. Right. Now, if he's doing this kind of goofy stuff at three and a half, I'm worried. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's been well. He he actually can hit the ball pretty good off the tee, but he wants to be like daddy because I like to hit it up in the air and and throw the ball up in the air and swing the bat. He's like he's been trying to do that, but that's what we're trying to work on. So that's what he was trying to do. Oh, but he can hit the ball very well off the so tee. He, so he followed your lead. He threw it in the air and he missed it. <laughs> yes. Well, that's Get what Daddy the does. the on the deck. <laughs> Call the janitor. That's what Daddy does. You have missed. Missed. <laughs> King is ready, by the way, speaking of that. King. King. What up? I, you know I had what? to drive home and got stuck I, in traffic. So I if think... I do it from the shop, I don't get home till after 6. So All right. I come home early to do it. That's how you're talking about T-ball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah with, uh, with my little two-year-old son a, trying to do it. Cool. This will well, be a blast from the past for you. Uh, uh, he sadly passed away this week, but Mr. Teed, remember him? Yeah. He was a yep. scout for the uh, Cardinals. Oh, absolutely. He was a scout yes. for a lot uh, of teams. He's got the World Series He was but, really terrific, terrific baseball mind and eye. Yeah. And his, his his sons Mark and David, that I can remember, were really in their own right very good players. You know, not oh, beyond. Mark, like, I was petrified if he was pitching. <laughs> that pitcher that threw like a hundred miles an hour, yeah. and like, oh my God, if he hits me, it's going to hurt. You know, that was yeah. such a win. Oh yeah. But, so you played against <laughs> their kids, his kids. Oh yeah, no, okay. played with yeah, played with and against their kids. But got it. Yeah, he. I mean, it's, this guy. Um, I think he's the one that found Mike Flanagan, who pitched for the uh, Orioles. Yeah, and, and I'm not. They didn't mention him in the article, Flanagan. They mentioned somebody else that was his big find. But yeah, he definitely got two World Series rings. He was a great scout. He was a yep. baseball coach, a wrestling coach, a gym teacher. Uh, yep. You know, he, he was a little league coach. He was just. Uh, he was a good guy. Yeah, I remember, no you know, he was one of our teachers who was a good teacher. So yep. he was good 91, guy. so he lived a good life. So. Good for him. Great life. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Uh, I feel like now we're going to do some picks here. I feel like we need to go back in time to the show Cheers and Fraser Crane <laughs> to set the tone for this segment. Uh-oh. Poor <laughs> my picks. Oh no! This should be. Oh, I got the best secretary. Yeah. You know, I, I was listening to a rock and roll station on my way over here. You know, it put me in the mood. There was a passage in one of those tribal songs that I feel uh, well is the keynote for this evening. Everybody have fun tonight. 
Everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> there you go. go! Let's go. Let's have some fun. We'll pick some games in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. By the way, Bill Teed was... uh, He scouted for the Phillies, the Orioles during the course of his time, and the San Francisco Giants. And Mike Remlinger, who was a first-round pick, was... Yep. Yep. Mike Remlinger was his guy that he picked. Yep. Yep. There you go. The guy. Yep. All right, time for some picks. We're going to switch things up, go NFL first. So last week, Steve won at 5-4. Vikings. I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, Steve won at 5-4. Kangu and I went (laughs) 4-5. We'll get there. Go so, that puts it, so that puts it at uh, Steve seventeen and eight, me sixteen and nine, King twelve and thirteen. Vikings almost there. <laughs> what are they again? Twelve and thirteen. I'm sixteen and nine. Steve seventeen and eight. Jeez. There you Steve's go. the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> what, what, a, what a thrill for me. <laughs> All right, I get well. to watch John Carlos Stan strike out. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you. Four judge strikeouts get, last night. Pathetic. He judge, doesn't look judge, comfortable at all at the plate right now. Judge is going to get walked left and right down the stretch by teams. Oh, not because yeah. they're trying the, to prevent a the Yankees, the Yankees won last night because the Red Sox don't know how to catch a ball. Yes. I mean, jeez. Uh, exactly <laughs> right. Center fielders <laughs> pathetic. Oh, they are a horrible. Cora should be fired. I'm telling you. He can only uh, win if he cheats. I agree. It, it, Go ahead. All right. Well, I wasn't going to start with this game, but I guess we'll, well get it over to you first. With Captain Analytics in the dugout. You're not going anywhere. Well, All right. <laughs> that too. All right. Let's get this deal with, I guess, first. Vikings Eagles on Monday Night Football. Joe Buck, Troy Evan making the call. Home opener at the link. Steve's got the Vikings. King, what do you got? Eagles. <laughs> Eagles. Oh, you're going Eagles now. No, I'm going to go with the Vikings. <laughs> what? I have no idea who you're picking. Who are you picking? I picked the Vikings. Vikings. I picked right. the Vikings. Vikings? I'm right. doing you're it not the Eagles. I'm doing the it Vikings. I got the Eagles. Okay. Well, I hope you're right, King, because I got the Vikings, too. I just don't have a good feeling for this game for the Eagles. After the way that defense played last week, you're playing a much better offense, much better running back. I know it's the home opener, but... I don't feel good well, about this. Well, let, with that crowd, let's pretend that helps. <laughs> I love Jalen Hurts. Oh, I do, too. I like the Eagles. They're a good team. I do, too. I just I don't know if I like them this week, but we'll see. So, all right. So, there's that. 
Now let's go to the debut of Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Chargers, what? Chiefs, King. I got the uh, Chiefs by a lot. Wow. Going with the Brett Features. All right. Steve? Uh, home feels the – if this game were in Los Angeles, I'd pick the Chargers. Games in Kansas City, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I just think Ooh. that, to me, that's the only determining factor. I think it's, this is going to be a great game tonight. It will be. I'm going with the L.A. Chargers. I think they are the second-best team in the AFC minus Buffalo. Chargers. So it's get it done not tonight. on regular TV? No, it is on, on Amazon Prime. Prime. Oh, that's just crap. Okay, yeah, good. So. <laughs> More Although, money. Actually, I pay $200 a month cable bill, yeah. and I can't get I the know. game. I know. Actually, Jeez. it will be on local TV in L.A. and Kansas City. I did see that yesterday. But It'll be other cheaper than that, to travel there. <laughs> get all go, go out to a sports bar tonight. Somebody will have it. All right. Now we go to I'm the... I'm watching Big Brother anyway. Live eviction tonight. So. <laughs> like my Super Bowl. I'm watching the live feeds right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. On oh, that Paramount note... Plus. Let's go to a team that that was probably watching it and not playing football last week, the Carolina Panthers, as uh, they take on the Ernie, former Ernie Accorsi New York football Giants. Steve. I'll take the Giants. That's uh, not an easy pick, but I'll take the Giants. I think Carolina stinks. Giants. I concur. As a Giants man, they played good last week. They... I saw the first quarter and said, oh, my God, here we go, you know? I know. And Tennessee was just mowing them right down, and then the Giants toughened up, and God darn it, they won the game. I think the Giants are a playoff team this year. I know a lot of people don't think that. I know those question marks with Daniel Jones, but I do. I really think the Giants could be a playoff team this year. They could be. But, anyway. They are the Giants. I know. I know. That's my one surprise pick this year. I'm telling you, if that quarterback has an offensive line, he can play. You know? Then you got Barkley, you've got a chance. So There you go. All right. Now we got New England. We'll see if they got Mac Jones or not, but they'll be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, home opener at Akersher Stadium. King. Uh, Mac Jones will play, and the Patriots stink, and Pittsburgh will win this game easy. Wow. Okay. Steve? I think the Patriots will win because I don't think the Steelers have enough offense. I agree. I think Neil Kulong said it best earlier this week on the show. Bill Belichick will is very good at taking away one-dimensional offenses. Mitch Trubisky had a did a, had a great throw to Frymuth in overtime last week against Cincinnati, yep. but he's not doing that against Bill Belichick. Low scoring, very ugly game, but I will take New England as well. Patriots have no offense; they have no wide receivers. Yeah, I can see this game being a field goal field. fest. Yeah, this game's gonna be a field goal. Very one dimensional. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not a good football team. Yeah, their defense is good, but about it. And, and of course, uh, T.J. Watt officially on IR today, too, out for six weeks. So there is that. Could be the first one to six. All right. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, field goal fest. I really do. And then Sunday night football, Chicago at Green Bay. Steve. Boy, I give the Bears credit. They played great in the opener against the Niners. 
I'll 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 roll the dice on Green Bay in this one at home. King. I got the Bears. I like the Bears this year. Kid's a good quarterback. Yeah, it was an impressive the quarterback position. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was it was a good it was a very impressive win for the Bears last week. Took advantage of the rain in their favor. I I just don't see Aaron Rodgers falling to 0 2, losing to to a team that he's owned the last several years. So until that changes, I'm going to stick with Green Bay in this one. Close game though, but I'm going I'm going with the Pack. All right, now Minnesota beat them up last week. It yeah, sure did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, I, Minnesota looks good too. I think I think they are at least the playoff team, if not, could possibly even be a division winner. But yeah, true. Well. All right, now to some college football. I have no idea why we're picking this game, other than it's the king. <laughs> it's just a joke. UConn. <laughs> UConn. I can't believe they're playing Michigan. How if you is give this me even possible? Points, I'll take UConn. <laughs> I, I just don't know how this is even going to be a football game. Like, they're actually going to play this game. Uh, I just put it out as a joke. I, I was stunned. I mean, you have to live here to appreciate how they talk about them. And, like, Mora is going to make them, you know, they, they, they had a moral victory against Utah State because they played really good against a – Top team, and then Utah State gets totally it's fifty-five to nothing to Alabama. Then UConn plays even with Central Connecticut, and they say, then they win the game, and then the announcer, what's his name? What's that guy's name? Chris Crisponi or Mike Crispino? Yeah, Mike whatever. Crispino. It's fun to see UConn. They're back, and we can see them growing, and this is going to be a great thing. They beat Central Connecticut, a Division Two team, okay? Then they play Syracuse. This will be the measuring stick, and it's like 40 to nothing at halftime. Like, they're horrible. I was stunned to see them playing I, Michigan this week. I'll take, in Michigan. I'll take, I'll take Michigan. <laughs> well, no, All everyone's right. got Michigan. There's no. I'll take I, Michigan. I just put it down because I was stunned to see that is UConn. <laughs> they don't Good. belong on the field with them. So. All right, to a much better matchup now. BYU at Oregon, Steve. Good game. I want to pick BYU to win it. I like BYU as well. Yeah, I got BYU. Oregon does not look good at all. Yeah. BYU is always steady, you know. They're always there. All right, now we got Michigan State, number 11, at Washington. King. Didn't I? Washington, who did Washington beat last week? Portland State or somebody like that, right? Was it Washington State who beat them? Okay. But then I'll take Michigan State. I thought Washington had a big-time win last week. So, Michigan State. Yeah, I got the Spartans, too. Everybody in the Pac-12 just stinks. Yeah. Michael Michael Penix, the transfer from Indiana, is a good quarterback. They got a real shot in this game, but I'll pick Michigan State. All right, next one. Maryland hosting SMU. Steve. What's that game again? SMU at Maryland. Smoo and Maryland. Yes. Smoo and Maryland. Uh, I'll take Maryland reluctantly. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. If uh, 
if they did, if SMU didn't turn the ball over five times last week, I would pick them, but I'm going to stick with Maryland. Okay, based on what you guys just said, I'll take SMU. <laughs> Smooth. That's a good, yeah, I hear you on that one. <laughs> well, I really, you know, I, I figure Big Ten, you know, whatever, but... Um, I'll go SMU just to be different. It's funny, buddy, in the Big Ten's going to foul it up. It's either going to be Rutgers or Maryland. So, there you go. You had a good chance. Yeah. All right, next one. Miami, the U, at A&M, coming off the big loss to App State last week. Do they bounce back King? They do not. Miami will destroy them. All right. Steve. Miami. You know, Miami's a a finicky team. Oh, like Texas A&M is a lock? No, and they're not a lock either. This is going to be this is going to be an interesting game, but I'm going to I'm going to go with A&M. I'm going to show some faith, and I'm going to go with A&M to bounce back at home because Miami's not perfect either. I, you I, know, Jimbo's are still their coach, right? I'm aware. Okay. Yes, I want to make sure. <laughs> yes, I am fully aware. I am not a Jimbo guy by any means, but I'm not a big Miami guy either. So I'm I'm going to stick with A&M on, on, at home. I was surprised how poor A&M played last week. They were. I, I can't I say I was surprised. shocked. I, I watched quite a bit of the game, and they they were never really in the game. So. All right, and then finally to close it out, South Florida at number eighteen, Florida Gators, King. That's a tough one. You know that these rankings are like. You know, how good are they, you know? But I'm going to go with Florida, uh, reluctantly. I think the Gators take care of business. I'll take yeah. Florida I'll take Florida to win. I don't think South Florida has a, a lot of very good, skilled players. But in the trenches, Florida's better. Uh-huh. There you go. And real quick, King, Penn State, Auburn, who you got? Off the record, but who you got? Ah, uh, Penn State. Penn State wins by at least two scores. This is not going to be a close game. I think this is not going to be a close game. I think Auburn stinks. I know they have the run game. Penn State will shut them down. I like the aggressive play from Manny Diaz. Penn State wins this by at least two scores, if not more. Steve, a quick key. I I feel like Penn State's going to get better and better each week. I don't know why. I have this feeling that they're they're that type of team, that they're, they're going to get better each week, and that's not good news for the rest of the big time. Steve, uh, quick key. Uh, showing up at the airport. 